Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, Season 2, Episode 7. Today, we have the great talent, Amber Benson. Amber Benson, director, writer, and actor from Birmingham, Alabama. We got along great. You probably know Amber best from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she played the role of Tara, the witch and love interest of Willow. She was on that show for three seasons. That show was a big, big deal. Um, she was also in the film Crush. She played the best friend of Alicia Silverstone. Remember Crush? I love that film. And Amber is now mainly a writer and director, and she wrote, directed, and starred in her independent comedy drama Chance. And she writes plays. She's written a, she's written a bunch of her independent projects, and she writes scripts for other productions. She's just a big, big talent. I met her through a friend, and she came to one of my stand-up comedy shows at the comedy store the night before our interview. So I got to know her a little, and we just we got along right away. She showed up here at our studio with no makeup, hair pulled back, wearing bib overalls, and she was she was just flawless. I mean, she she really generously shared her journey. This um, we had a good time. We we drank X Rose. The new seventeen of uh, vintage had arrived. So this episode is sponsored by X from Provence, a fragrant and well-balanced wine. X's hypnotizing pink salmon color reveals a fruity freshness and premium of all rosés. The nose is fresh and fragrant, delicate yet youthful, and offers classy notes of watermelon, strawberries, and flowers. Yeah, I said classy. Actually, if, if I were them, I would change that word. I don't like the word classy, but that's their, that's their word. Here's our interview with Amber Benson. Amber Benson. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Drinking During Business Hours. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. I am drinking Yay. some lovely wine. Yes, yes, you are. Um, I'm experiencing this for the first time. The X Rosé from Provence, this 2017 vintage just arrived. It's pretty good, I think. It I mean, tastes really good. It's yeah. really pretty to look at. It, it reminds me of like pink pearls. Oh yeah, it's very delicate, light. I don't know. For some reason, I this met you for better. the first time last night, and you just seemed like a rosé girl to me. Definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely. This is my ballpark right here. Okay, for sure. good, good. I try to match the wines with my guest personality, and um, like and it was so nice of you to come to my show. Thank you. Last I got night, to see you a, do stand yeah, up before I knew was, you. It, yeah, <laughs> and and what a yeah, that was such a, a pleasant surprise, and it kind of it was really nice to meet you before this interview and kind of get a sense of yeah. you. I mean, I have seen your work and I read about you and I heard a lot about you <laughs> um, from our mutual friend. Yeah. But you, yeah, in person, you just are this very approachable, soft uh, human. That, Good. It's yeah. working. I've yeah, got you well, all totally confused and unsettled. You don't well, understand what you, you're dealing with. <laughs> well, there's just such a variance with your roles, which is a compliment oh, to good. you. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that you can't really, if someone doesn't know you, you're not really sure, you know, cause you kind of, you know, well, let's talk about it, how you started, <laughs> how you got there. So you're, you're an Alabama girl. I am. I'm an Alabamian. Um, Alabamian. <laughs> from Birmingham. From Birmingham. Lovely city. It's a beautiful city. It's and It's beautiful. a great place to grow up. I mean, okay. it was really idyllic. Like, you yeah. could go, like, I remember my mom just like, all right, we'll see you later in the summer times and you'd just be gone all day. Yeah. And it got and dark and you come home for yeah. dinner. You're on your bike, you're playing. Yeah. You're, you were probably a skinny kid as a result. Lots of running around, <laughs> yes. 
you know, that's when kids actually were outside yeah. and playing and staying skinny as a result. Like we could eat little Debbie's and bologna and cheddar cheese and oh American gosh. slice, you know, and, yeah, and still sausages. be skinny because we're running around all day on our bikes. And <laughs> oh. devil, de- what was the devil's food, canned ham sandwiches and oh, just man. the crappiest of crap. Yeah. Right. So you, you did. I did. Oh, I mean, I was, that yeah. was, and I still crave it sometimes. Oh, I made myself a grilled cheese sandwich for lunch. And I was like, I need American cheese because I'm three. I had one last night at yes. Greenblatt's <laughs> after the show. <laughs> so you're so you're ready. So you're playing and uh, your mom and dad are. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of community. Not a lot of crime happened, you know, no. not back then anyway. I'm not no. sure about now, but yeah, the early 80s were very chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you know, I just remember we would run around, we'd come home, we'd be, you know, there was a creek in my friend's backyard, and so we'd go get in the creek, and I think oh, cool. we got leeches once. Cool. Like, I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. Every kid has to have that experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking the leech off with the blood. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did they? Did you have crawfish? Um, in the creek? We weren't. I, I didn't. I, I don't. Not not where we were. We had a lot of tadpoles. Oh yeah. So there cool. was a lot of like trying to trap the tadpoles, and they were like, "No way, go away, leave us alone. We're, we're gonna be frogs someday." Were you kind of a tomboy? I was. Okay. Do you know somebody told me recently that like tomboy is not like a, a word you should be using anymore? Which oh, I was like, geez. I was like, Seriously? really? Come on. I'm so over this. <laughs> it's, it's, it gets a little frustrating sometimes because I really what? like that what? term. I it, do too. It feels comfortable for me. It feels like what I was. I was running around just like the boys climbing things and yeah getting into trouble and getting dirty and yeah and you know and then there are the girly girls yeah which is playing, great you know, it's a totally yeah. different so vibe we, we need a different we need a word for, yeah they're for not the, girly the girl. girl yeah and the girly girl. you're like no i want my own my own thing yeah <laughs> but i was like tomboy. no i t- tomboy's you're, me it's yeah mine. no i, I own it <laughs> so um when did you start because you started acting so young did you kind yeah. of know at that point that you wanted to go in that direction like when you were growing up little tiny um no my i remember well you know, they're the stories that you hear growing up where you're like, do I remember that? Or was that told to me so many times that yeah. it's become a memory? Right, right. And uh, so it, it feels like a memory, but it's probably not because I was really little. Basically, my parents took us or took me because my sister wasn't born yet, took me to, uh, to see the Nutcracker Suite. Mm. And my mom was like, we had to restrain you. You wanted up on the stage so oh. badly. She's like, so I put you in ballet Number uh, one, thinking like this would appease whatever that that thing that was urge. that urge, um, and she's like, and I thought it would also wear you out, so you'd go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Logical, um, but, smart mom. Yeah, but which what we realized very quickly was like I didn't love the ballet. Like I think ballet is beautiful, and I yeah. love ballet. Most little girls mm-hmm. are pretty drawn to it because it's so beautiful. Yeah, but I didn't want to do it. Yeah, like, I wanted to be on stage, and I wanted people to go. For me, there you go. <laughs> so There's did, a difference. So I did these, like I did the Nutcracker a few times. You know, oh, I was like, okay. oh, this is great. But I like, I just want to be out there. I don't care you if I didn't want to do the choreography part. And it's so belly, so rigid. It is. It's I, tough. I don't take. Um, I don't like a rules. lot of discipline. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like screw you. And I'm a, do what a I want to do. Practice and yeah. right, right. Um, but that's interesting because. Acting, I'm going to just kind of guess that maybe your passion, you are more passionate because you have to be really disciplined to learn how to act and to, you know, yeah, find that way of working. And But it was a joy versus the ballet, which yeah, wasn't the joy. Your passion, yeah. And it was only right. later that like, and this is going to sound super like, 
lame LA, but like when I read uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, the mm-hmm. Joseph, K- Joseph and you're Kimball. like, he's like talking about follow your bliss. And I was like, oh, well, that's why I love it's, doing this because it's yeah, my bliss. It's, it's your thing, bliss. It's the thing that makes me happy. It makes me super sad when people don't find it. And I wonder, how do you not find your bliss, you know? And I think that maybe they deep down know, but they just never did anything about it, you oh know? Oh, God. So, I, I hope it's not that. I hope it's that they just never figured it out. Because to know what you're, and then to not, like, that's well, so painful. I just wonder if, because society really kind of caps people's dreams. They yeah. They can really kind of, you know, when you reach a certain age and... I find that, you know, people just are kind of negative if you want to be in the arts in general. Well, I think it's not it's it's not that they look down on you. It's that there's probably a part of them that wanted that's to do a, that. That's exactly yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is. And so but you went for it. So you're Well, I don't um, really give a shit what anybody th- I, yeah, yeah, that's good. So I'm that's cursing, sorry. No, <laughs> ass shit fuck, we love it all. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't really get um, like I, I what I do, I do in a vacuum. I do it for mm-hmm. myself and sometimes I make money at it. <laughs> Usually I don't, but sometimes I do. Well, you had some success really early. So are you in acting school at this point or did you wait a little while until you um, the family moved to Florida, right? Yeah. Oh, good. You're, wow. You're, I did you're, a little you bit. Did, you did some did. some some thumbing around the internet. Um, no, I I uh, there was a program called Town and Gown, hmm. and it was basically like they would do like these workshops, and you would go on the weekends. And I remember we had like a guy that did diction, and I loved diction. I was great at diction. Um, <laughs> he was this lovely, over the top, very flamboyant fellow. Oh, sure, he was wonderful, and I was like, I love diction. Diction is awesome. I love phonics like too. Fun, like all of, anything with words. Okay, um, but but then uh, one of the teachers that did the drama sort of section of Town and Gown, uh, her name was Jean, her name is Jean Marie Collins. She also worked for the Birmingham Children's Theater, mm. and they were doing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I think I was eight or nine at the time, and she called me. I remember getting like an adult person is calling me on the phone. And she's like, Amber, I'm, I can't remember if she directed it or just was a part of it. Um, isn't that terrible? I don't, maybe she didn't direct it, but she's like, we're casting for Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. I want you to come in, just prepare a monologue and come in. So my mom takes me down there and I do this monologue and I get to be a dwarf. And <laughs> which one? Which dwarf? Well, I think because they were not trying to rip off Disney, they re- they had different names. So I was Amaziah the dwarf. Oh, they changed it dramatically. Yes. And I had like a fat suit and like a bald cap. You had and a to beard. What? You had to be whole... a f- Oh, I guess all the dwarfs. Were yeah, kind we were of all chubby. we had these striped, yeah. multicolored like outfits that look like like candy cane, <laughs> you know, prison <laughs> outfits. Um but prison outfits. <laughs> candy cane colored prison outfits. Um and I loved it. It was amazing. Like it was it was like joining the circus. I mean, you must have this experience as an actor also. It's like joining the circus. You are part of something that yeah. is like this like family and it's bigger than you. Yeah. And it's a, like like a thing to be a part of. Oh, absolutely. It's just, I'm oh. I, I'm the bearded lady. Absolutely. <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorite songs is um, by Natalie Merchant called Carnival. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've just always, that's that's the song for an actor. I took the totally. stage. Uh, totally. Yeah, makeup on their faces. Actors take their places next to me. Yeah. And it's ca- called Carnival. 
you know. I never really paid attention. To I, I just love that song. Yeah, that's a great, but, yeah, but it's a great I, I didn't think of it until you said acting's a circus, and it absolutely is. I would jump through. Like sometimes I lie, and when there's a casting, and if I'm like really like tight on money, and they're like, "We need someone who knows how to juggle chainsaws." I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> I think in this life, you always, it's like improv. You always have to say, and yes, yes. <laughs> because you never know what's going to come yeah. your way. There's a lot of yeah. things that I've done that I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but I'll learn. Yeah, that's right. Just say yes, right? Just say yes. <laughs> so you're an adorable dwarf. And now like you have the acting bug. Oh, hardcore. and you're doing the diction, so you probably, yeah. so, <laughs> so you no longer had the southern accent. <laughs> Is that how you lost the southern accent? No, I don't know how I lost it. I remember going into when I when we finally moved to California. I was like 14, and I re- 13 or 14, 14, I guess I was turning 14, and I remember going into an audition, and I said something about, you know, they're like, oh, you don't have an accent. I was like, well, you know, I guess I lost it along the way, kind of like you know, like we lost my dad, and they're like. I'm so sorry, your dad dies. Like, no, no, we left him. Like, he's still back there. He's coming out, but we like we lost him in the move. Like, he's gonna come out eventually. When, you know, we sell the house and stuff. But I was like, oh my god, I think I just said I my dad died. They're, they're like, we're casting her. She's great. She's, She's funny. Bonkers. Yeah. Um, I uh, not to jump way ahead, but I I had uh, people talk about your castings. You know, I did some research. And they, they what? They, yeah, they're really moved. Like sometimes you book roles where you're not you you don't fall under the character description but they book yes. you anyway because they like you it gave me hope is what yes. i'm trying to say that has <laughs> happened i've done that like as a filmmaker on the other side i'm really? like i don't see that at all like that person walks in and there's some there's something special about man them. i loved that i loved reading that about you amber so much i can't oh yeah buffy was 100 percent that you're yeah. totally right they yeah. were like we think she's going to be like a woodland sprite and she's going to be very thin <laughs> and, and very like you know, silfy and waif-like. And, and I come in and I'm like, hey, I used to do gymnastics. I have very broad shoulders. And you're a tomboy yep. and, and you're yep. likable. And I'm I mean, not a woodland, very beautiful. I'm not a woodland. Oh, you're very sweet. But, I am not a woodland sprite. <laughs> There's nothing sprite-like about me. But I, I just think that's so great, you know, because sometimes cast, actually, a lot of time, they, they really don't know what they want until no. they see it. No. So that's a good note, I guess, for it's, all actors. It's so weird so, to be on the other side of it now because primarily mm-hmm. I write. I don't you're, really act You're writing, anymore. you're directing, but, you're producing. But as, but as a writer, like mm-hmm. I always see stuff in my head, but it never, I don't know, as a director, it never limits me. I'm never like, oh, that has to look like that. You're just like, no, the person walks in and there's something magical. So that's you it know? for you. For, it's, yeah. Okay, on that side. Yeah, you just know someone's good. You know that they there's something about them yeah. that moves you or there's a there's an honesty or a, a, a facileness, like mm-hmm. the way they move, like there's a smoothness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that's, think that's what's mo- most important. But you're right, it's a business about how people look. And, uh, but, <laughs> Especially but John, television. John Cryer was, um, was here a few days ago and said Who's pretty lovely. much, he's lovely and you, <laughs> you two have worked together. In fact, I saw a clip of you oh two God. in a scene together. Jeez, um, and you're 19 and I have to say, and I'm not just saying this, you look exactly the same. It's like, <laughs> dude, what it, are I'll you drinking? It. You didn't drink the Flint water. Um, but, uh, but John said v- very similar to what you just said yeah. that, you know, because he had a casting, he did his own film and, uh, and he had learned that if there's like a glimmer of a something, they when they want you, they want you. Yeah. And, um, you know, so thanks for reiterating 
that that's interesting. There are smart people out note. there. There are. Yeah. It's just I mean, you're dealing with the majority of of people in this town who are very much jaded and Yeah, and there's mm. this sort of like they don't really know what acting is. To them it's like you you have a persona and that's what they're casting and they don't understand that like well actually to be an actor means that you have to be able to inhabit a character. It's yeah. not just you being you. Yeah. Um, but they don't understand it, that. So they're waiting for the character to walk in. Don't you wish that they would take some acting classes or, you know, have like a better idea sometimes? The good of what ones, it's like? no. The first film I ever did was a movie called King of the Hill and Steven oh, Soderbergh yes. directed. Awesome. And, and I was, you were really young. I was 14. 14. I was a little tiny kid. Super early success. Holy shit. First thing, big, first big thing I ever did. And mm-hmm. uh, we're shooting in St. Louis, Missouri. And okay. We're, we're shooting at the Keel Auditorium, which doesn't exist anymore. They had turned the whole, like, this auditorium into, like, a, a modified soundstage, and they'd built, like, a 1930s, like, quasi-tenement um, sort of set. So there were all these beautiful, like, weird apartments with the push-button lights. And anyways, mm. we would go mm-hmm. from the hotel to set every day, and they would shuttle everybody. And I remember sitting next to Steven on the on the shuttle van, and, like, a ding-dong, you know, because I'm, like, a little kid, like, have no no sense of any, like, propriety. I'm, like, what makes a good director? And he was so kind and so sweet. He's so wonderful. He's, like, you cast well. And wow. I've taken that with me. You cast well. You cast well. The director says, so he takes that credit of casting. Because at the end of the day, he approves it. You have the casting director. Yeah, But the big man is them. the director or yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah, the producers and the director. You cast right. well, and then you let the actors do their thing. Okay. Because then you don't have to be micromanaging it on top of them. Yeah. If they're good at what they do and there's a naturalness yeah. and a free, like, you just let them go. They're not going to want to micromanage. No. You need to have your way of working. Yes. And you need to be reliable and... You need to know your lines. That's basically you need it. To lo- yeah, know your <laughs> lines. And uh, so were you living in Orlando or were you already in L.A. when you had booked... I was living in L.A. Okay, so you're already in L.A., 14 years old. Now, did the family move here for you? Like, My because- dad is from here originally. Oh, okay. So we had family here, so we were kind of coming back because of that. And obviously, I was pushing. So I was like, I want to be an actor. I yeah. want to be on the TV and the movies. Mostly the movies. <laughs> TV was funny because that back, was not what then, I- Back then, the big shit was film. And, yeah. And I was, you know, I was a big movie whore. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved, I mean, that's another word you're not supposed to use is the word whore. Oh, we're not? Apparently not. So we can't um, say tomboy. We can't say whore. So I say, we I say was slut? a big sex worker for films. <clears throat> okay. I was really into films. It's not as sexy of a word. No, it is not. Kind of like whore. Yeah, there's something, yeah. Yeah. I'm learning. I, really, I am politically incorrect sometimes. It's a, you know, it's a diction thing. <laughs> it's a diction thing. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I'm a sex worker for films. I think there's, there's nothing know. wrong with. I think it's an awesome thing. Like you use your body and you're comfortable, and I think it's great. It's acting. It is acting actually, because you got to act like they you are, like these people that maybe to you don't. Acting, right? I mean, come on. Wow. It would be nice um, if we all could do what we wanted to do and not be forced to do things we don't want to do, and that's the problem. Yeah. No. But if, but, if, that but if it's their choice, slightly. you know, if it's like. It is what and it is. I, I've never done it, but I've done ID. <laughs> I love that you're like, I've done ID. I've done the ID channel. It's like, you're porn. like, it is. You said that. ID. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe some of the scenes that I've had. It's like, really? This is going to be on television? What did you say? You were a schizophrenic crack, crack whore? whore? Yeah. See, we oh, yeah. said whore. Yeah. That was the description. Yeah. But anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. So, Maybe I'm wrong about this. No, I've. 
I don't know. I'm not up. I mean, now that you're directing and producing, you're probably. <laughs> I know people everything. Are trying, now. Well, people are trying to, you know, you're getting up to speed with the different. Yeah, you probably have to mind everything and be. And plus, it's such a sensitive political this climate. I want right to live now. far away in a little cabin, away from everybody uh, else, and never deal with another. I, human I being. met your boyfriend last night. He's badass. I can see yeah. you two just kind of driving off in the sunset. Like Alabama and Clarence Worley, just going to Mexico and having a baby and naming him Elvis. That's what I see you two baby doing. Like Elvis. you guys are just sexy. I think, I think you know? I'm too old okay. for the baby making, but I appreciate that. We'll we'll, we'll just borrow someone else's. Um, All right, so uh, um, so we're out in Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles now, and your your parents are behind you. Sister, yes. is your sister an actor? No, my sister's That's like smart. that stuff is terrible. I mean, it's she smart has, because... She has a ton of degrees. My sister okay. is like... I have no degrees and my sister has like four. <laughs> I think that it would be tough to be the sibling of a successful actor if you wanted to... You know, like it, that. It, then it's competitive I think it was, and weird and it can kind of... I think kinda... it, was, it was tough because she was uh, exposed to, to the Los Angeles sort of Hollywood world. Yeah. And it's this heightened like... Like I was considered the unattractive like quirky friend... And I'm like, I'm not. You're hot. I'm like, I, I'm like nor, like I'm normal. I'm gonna, I'm a normal, decently attractive female. Like, but they're like this idea of like, if you're not super sexy, you're not super skinny, you don't, if like, you don't look like an alien. Yeah, and you're not, <laughs> and you're not like looking like you want to have sex with everybody. Like, there's this thing like they want yeah. you to be, and and you know, the the words of many movies and many you know s- satires about this town, fuckable. They're like, yeah. you got to be fuckable. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going to wear my overalls and I'm going to like do what I'm going to do. And the minute you tell me to lose weight, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't like to you're taking, what to do. You know what? <laughs> I mean, and it's nice when you reach a peak where you want to do other things and you can say fuck you. Like it's not, it's no longer your objective. I would be much further along in my career had I not said, like I had a, oh, have, I, have I you, did, okay. I did a photo shoot once for, uh, I think it was for Seventeen Magazine. And the photographer was like, nice. you have such a beautiful face. If you just lost like, 20 pounds oh, and I was 20 like 20 pounds I was like well my head's eight so why don't I just cut that <laughs> off and then I just carry it under my arm wherever I go and then when I get on the scale it looks eight less uh, but that was sort of the mindset of what you're dealing with and it it definitely messes with your head um, and then the, when I was on Buffy, well, I got lambasted. Well, everybody is such a sex symbol on that show, and you became a sex symbol, oh, even though I? your character wasn't I don't supposed feel like, to. I well, don't here, think I was. No, you were. You're being I mean, kind. you were. And like, well, the fu- it's just a fact. <laughs> you're sweet. I mean, it's. Did you see the clothes? I mean, you were. You know, like that's they were not, adorable clothes. Okay, they just were. That was not girl next door. Like you were kind of a vixen. Oh, I'll t- uh, sure. I'll take it. I disagree, but I'll take it. <laughs> and that's and you started you're doing like Mac. Maxim magazine and you started like you I know I didn't know what Maxim was when I said yes. It, well it wasn't Maxim, I it was ask, stuff magazine. I wanna know. Oh, I thought it was Maxim. Which stuff is like Maxim. Oh, I okay. didn't know because I was like, oh you do press, you do this publicity shit. And I was like, oh I'll get it, you know. And I get to this thing and I'm like, oh, this is not oh, this is like And your agent to, totally knew. I'm sure everybody everybody <laughs> made me knew. And then I like I remember going like right before I remember going to the seven eleven and like getting I'm going, oh, my god all right i can do this i can do this and then you get to the shoot and they 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 people the whole thing with like fabulous awesome people who make you feel beautiful and they put you in all this stuff and like oh you're sexy and you're this and that you're just like sure i'm sexy i'm this and that (laughs) um and so you so you're like okay whatever and Um, you're pretty young yet i right i was like 23 
24, that's 23 a, or 24. I, see, I think that's a baby. It's really young. Yeah. The, the best part of it was that they shot it at this, uh, it's called, my friend, my friend referred, my friend who, when he first moved to LA, worked on porn shoots to make money. He was okay. Like, I, porn I, I kind of know a lot of people who uh-huh. have. Uh, now he's a writer, director, and doing very well. But he worked on these porn shoots and he called it the porn castle. That's where we did the stuff shoot. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I'd like did all this stuff in that, you know, like I'm sitting on this circular stair with like fuzzy carpet. And, like, <laughs> there's and always there's, a circular, what's up always, with the circular always. stairs? And there's like a moat <laughs> and there's like this heart shaped bed. I, I knew you were going to say heart shaped yep. bed. Yeah. And so my friend after it was like, he was like, wait, what did you do? Where was this? It was like, it was this thing. He's like, oh, you mean you did it at the porn castle? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we've done so many porn. He's like, you didn't sit on the stairs, did you? Ooh. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we, we shot a train on those stairs. I was like, ah. I, as long as you, yeah, as long as you don't take the blue light to it, it's gonna, it's all good. I was like, well, I didn't get in the moat. He's like, we didn't do anything in there. That's probably the safest place you could have been. Oh, that's was like, fantastic. Great. Great. Wait, now, was your did your dad see it? Like, what? How did you my get any black like, from you doing? your parents? <laughs> no, my mom was there. She came to the. Shoot. Oh man, that's t- talk about support. Well, she probably is there to protect you too. A little bit of both. <laughs> I love my mom, but my mom very much enjoyed the the like how she enjoyed going to. She went with me to all the stuff. I was the, one of okay. those sheltered kids. I didn't drive until I was twenty five. Oh wow! Not because wow. I couldn't drive, but because my mom's like, we don't need to get you a license or get your license yet. You're fine without that your license. Surprises me being from Alabama. Well, I think I, it know? was more like. Just coddling. They yeah, don't want you to grow keep you, up. Keep you young. Keep you young. Wow. Um, so yeah, I didn't. So I. So she of, w- really was very supportive. Then she came she to all your stuff. Supportive. And she came to. She drove me to. Every, wow. I couldn't drive. That's really really <laughs> nice though. I I I'm kind of that sounds really nurturing and. She's, I mean, she's is a she a stage mom? Or? A little bit of a stage okay, mom. Okay, well, maybe not yeah. then. <laughs> no, no, she's, I love her. You, she's wonderful. I can tell, but, like, you're talking, you have it, this look of great affection. Yeah, you know, but she enjoyed that, it a lot. It was a lot of fun for her. And so she's at Stuff, and you're in, yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm I, at I a, saw the at photos. quasi sexy photo shoot. My mom is there. Yes. So nothing mm, bad. Well, no, I mean, probably because <laughs> she was happened. there. Exactly. I think I, I was really lucky. I only had a couple of, like, weird moments in in my career i think you know i Mm -hmm. I read all this stuff the me too stuff and i'm just like i've seen it i know it exists i've I've been around it but like i i missed so much of it because i think my mom was probably because your mom was there scared my mom's a large lady she's not going to let anybody hurt her child is she a psychiatrist or is that your dad my dad is a psychiatrist my mom was a psychiatric nurse oh shit they both yeah yeah all right, they're not going to let anyone fuck with their daughter. No. So I I missed a lot of it mm-hmm. because of that. So I'm I'm grateful to yeah. her in that in that respect. Um, so oh okay. So when did you stop? I mean, when did you say okay? Because you ma- did, made that transition um, of <sighs> writer producer. You was, started doing your own films. Yeah, you it did was chance. Kind of, yeah, it was kind of twofold. Um, I saw the writing on the wall that things were changing and mm-hmm. it was going to be really number one, the contracts changed so that you couldn't make a living. It was these hundred dollar a day contracts, which is a boon for producers and it stinks for actors. You know what you, the, what was it? The, the rates, the SAG rate for it just changed. ultra low budget. And yeah. okay. So all that, of a sudden you have like all of these contracts where you can't like, everybody's like scale plus 10 scale plus yeah. 10 across the board you right. can't make a living yeah it used to be you'd do a couple of guest spots and then you could live on that for the whole year now it's like you do a guest spot and you're lucky 
if you can like pay your rent for a month. No, no way can you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, didn't know that you, that that had changed because I didn't oh, do. It was a different I, world. Oh, you used to be able to make a living as an actor. That doesn't oh, exist anymore. No, it doesn't. It's the, the, the 1%. <laughs> that, yeah, right. it's the 1%. And then everybody else has a day job and they do acting yeah. for fun. Right. Because you can't Guess make start, a living. Yeah, no, you can't. So, wow, I, I did not realize that that's the way it used to be. It changed a lot for commercial acting. And commercials, I, you would do one commercial yeah. and you would live on the yeah. residuals. I do remember that. For yeah. years and years and years, you know, like right. years and years it was like that. And mm-hmm. now it's the buyouts and the just the business of show changed. So that would definitely propel you to start thinking outside the box. I was like, I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to survive. Okay. Like I can go do conventions and sign pictures for money. Yeah. And, and survive-ish that way. Or I can re redo how I see things and reinvent myself and become somebody else. I kind of see. Different I don't know you very well, but I see you as the latter doing that. Life is too you know? short. Yeah. Life is too short. Like you have to try new things. And, and sometimes it means starting over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really scary to people. You get to a point in your life, you're like, oh, I've had some success. I don't want to lose that. And yeah. then you're like, well, if I start over, that's the end of that. So, Well, did you start over or did you evolve? I mean, probably both. It feels like start. It feels like starting over. <laughs> yeah, it feels like starting over. Okay. But, but it is, I think you're right. It's more, it's, it's much an evolution as yeah. a starting over. It's, it's the ability to let go. Now, when was it when you started writing and producing and directing to you that was starting over? Because you're still in the same business. Still in the same business, yeah. but doing things differently. I see. And doing it a different way. Um, yeah, it just felt like I was like, here's a new career that I'm doing. Okay. I feel like I've reinvented myself many, many times. Yeah, well, you have to. You do. Right? Was your first film Chance? That Was your yeah. first? Okay. It really should never have seen the light of day because I didn't know what I was doing. It was like going to film school. Well, but I took the money I made on Buffy. Yeah. And I put it toward making a film. Okay. And that's what I've always, I just have always made my own stuff and done my own thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's a learning process. It's yeah. how you learn by yeah. doing. So I always to, say you kind of had to fall on your face a little bit. And when the you, only way you learn when you is get to back fail. Up, you have more fans. People like, love when you fall on your face. They, do. <laughs> they don't like the perfect. They don't want that. They don't want, you know, they're not going to be able to relate to a perfect person. No. But I think, you know, what was it Churchill that said? It's, it's the ability, you know, success is the the ability to to fail and then to get back up again and do it all over again you know i think that's the truth like if you don't fail you don't learn so i feel like i've learned way more from my failures than i have from my successes yeah yeah i think i feel that way too absolutely that's what stand-ups like right you have to go out there and like just bomb until you figure out how to do it i'm not sure if i've learned a damn thing from my successes (laughs) to be honest (laughs) (laughs) you know now that i think of it um so uh so Buffy was how many years how many how long did you do the I was the, three seasons and now you're a star because that was really <laughs> I mean Sorry, but yeah, seriously that had like such a huge following I mean I'm a little older than you and I knew about it you know I mean that that was my like my grandparents knew about it yeah so I guess that, that I does mean, uh, to me it's so funny to me it just I was like we were doing this thing on sound stages over in Santa Monica and you don't even let, you just don't associate that, that, that thing you did is this other thing that's on a TV show that impacts people, that Mm -hmm. people, you know, they find it and it makes them feel good and it changes how they see reality and they, they create like friendships around it and it changes their lives. 
Do, are you still friends with anyone um, from the cast? Because you you actually worked with people that were on that show in some of your future projects. I did. I've yeah with with a bunch of them. You know, because we you know we'll see each other sometime. Like if if like I'll go sign pictures. You know, do that. Yeah. Like I'll see people and then. I worked with Charisma Carpenter and Claire Kramer on a film. Mm-hmm. And then Emma Caulfield and I are always trying to make something together. We, we're trying to we're, we, we, we're working on a script that we want to make. Um, and there might be, it's a little, it's a little naughty. <laughs> oh, <all laughs> but, right. But love, I adore her. It. She is very yeah. much her, you know, she's just one of those awesome people. So why, so, why yeah. is it naughty? It's like the content is naughty yeah, the or the way you're going? Oh, okay. Okay, well, that means it will sell. You're so interesting. Your bio was so long that I don't even know what so to touch upon. Bonkers. It's super, super long and impressive. Oh, and I just don't even oh, know Lordy. like where, you know, like I guess what project was it where you were, that was your own that you said, okay, I'm in this. I'm going to keep doing this. Well, I started writing books when I realized the acting wasn't working. <laughs> you know, it was like going to be chasing $100 a day gigs. Yeah. I was like, well, I love writing and I'd written some comic books and some books, some book stuff with this guy, Christopher Golden, who I'd met via Buffy. We wrote some Buffy comics and Chris was like, we should, and we had done, he and I ended up writing an animated show for the BBC called The Ghost of Albion. Okay. Yes. And he's like, we should um, novelize this. And so we ended up doing a deal with Random House and we wrote two books based on that universe. Wow. And then I was like, I want to write something on my own. Like, mm-hmm. like Chris is like my big brother. He's like one of the best human beings. He and his family, they live like Boston area. And mm-hmm. anytime I'm over there, I stay at their house. And oh, that's nice. They're just the best. I um, like people from Boston. Yeah. Very real. And trust. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I started working on some stuff on my own. And I ended up doing like five books for Penguin based on this like fantasy thing called Death's Daughter. And then I wrote three books in this other series called The Witches of Echo Park and so it's been this weird sort of hodgepodge of a career. And mm-hmm. I, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I can write and I can I can sell stuff and do stuff. And Buffy opened that door for me. Like I have to put credit Be, where credit is due. That's how you met yeah, yeah, your friend and yeah, your, your relationships. It, just, and, it changed the mm-hmm. game for me. I was some dinky kid from Birmingham, Alabama who didn't mm-hmm. know anybody. Nobody was in the business. This wasn't yeah. like my family. Yeah, Like my parents were like, you should continue education. You should go sure. to college. College. I, went, I got accepted to Berkeley and I didn't go. My mom wow. deferred on my behalf. Wow. She's like, well, just in case you want to go. Yeah. I'm just going to defer for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go. I want to stay here and do this. Oh, you're following your your passion. I was you're following like, my yeah, bliss. Yeah. You're, you're following your bliss. Uh, so that's how you're making money then. You're doing the publishing. You're so doing, doing the books. I see. That okay. led to like other writing things. Okay. Now I've written a couple of movies for Lifetime and I sold a pilot. And so it's like yeah, all this. So now you're like full into the writing zone. Yeah. And doing well. Yeah. And and you I'm have making, relationships. And I'm you're, making a living. Yeah. Phenomenal. And our mutual friend Jeff mm-hmm. was, you know, he, I kind of think of him as my mentor. Like yeah. he was in, like so helpful to me when I was sort of navigating. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know how you do it. So when I finally got in the WGA, they have like this thing where you come and they give you a plaque that says you're in the WGA. And I called Jeff and took a picture and sent it to him. We both like, I cried on the phone. Yeah, kind of that would emotional. be such an accomplishment. I was like, you help me with like, you're my mentor. Like I, this I is ours. I can't imagine. Yeah. How it feels to have that in your hands. It was, it was yeah. Big accomplishment. It was really cool. Yeah. So you're working on a web series now. Yeah. And uh, what what is it called? Uh, it's called Digital Detox. I got roped into That's cool. it. Uh, I say roped. It was I wanted to do it, but uh, my friend uh, Jay Bushman, he's a, a, an Emmy award winning uh, writer. He worked on a 
uh, digital series called The Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Okay. And he was in love with this old novella called uh, The Yellow Wallpaper, which is sort of like oh, this, yes. you know, sort of feminist treatise. Yes. And so he he and our producer, Elizabeth, um, uh, uh, adapted it and set it in like, like Black Mirror sort of five minutes in the future. And we shot 53 pages in two days. Ooh. It was intense. Yeah, and you're directing. And I was directing. Yeah. Um, and we were using, like, we had uh, cre- our production designer and our, our prop uh, uh, mistress created these really cool, like, everything was point of view. And she created these glasses with, like, a spy cam camera attached so that, like, it was almost like we had, like, a little mini Google Glass. And we were, like, sending that to the iPad and watching on the iPad as our monitor. Wow. And everything was through the glasses. <laughs> it was so, really amazing. Fascinating. It was fascinating. It was really an interesting experience. And you like directing? I do like directing. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I'm pretty decent at it, I think. Um, mostly because I'm just like a really positive presence on set. And That's I like, important. I like to keep everybody going. And I like everyone being happy. It's crucial, um. actually. <laughs> yeah. It, it's the make or break of a successful shoot. But to the be energy. Honest, but to be honest with you, I think the <laughs> writing is the thing I love the most. Okay, directing is fun and I enjoy it. And okay. like I said, I'm decent at it. But like, there's something about making. I always joke, I make things with my mind. But it's what it's like. It's like making stuff with your mind. It's so much fun. Yeah, creating something <laughs> out of nothing. Yeah, I mean, you are the ultimate creator. It's I'm like being God. fucking. Did you God. know that you're yeah. doing a podcast with God? Uh, thank you. I did feel of more. I, 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 I am not God. More of a Jesus Christ uh, yeah, kind thank, of. Thank you. You felt the halo. The halo. You felt my my glory raining down upon you. Um, but no, it, that that's like it. You are. You're the ultimate creator. As but a you writer. are. You're like, like a little. Mini, you're like a I demigod. Mean, it's, it's really. It's really. I'm the not biggest, God. Just FYI, I was joking. It was a but, joke. But it really. But it really is kind of the biggest deal because without the writers yeah. there's no content there's no content it takes a village yeah and we forget that i think especially yeah. actors we we live in this bubble where everything lives or dies by our face yes and it's like well i'm the most important piece i'm like well no actually you're not you're like, just a teeny tiny you're a teeny speck tiny you have earth. a little more uh, <laughs> um, uh job stability because people see your face but in the grand scheme of things you are not you know indispensable like like someone else can fill your place if you're an ass yeah <laughs> no everybody's replaceable yeah um, but you know no one can replace your soul and spirit no yeah I like that yeah it's just that's yeah it's just a fact i mean you're very memorable thanks so much for oh being my here. soul and spirit i thought everybody you were speaking in general yeah, yeah okay, no good. everybody and you <laughs> i and guess me. i have to include myself and in it, yeah <laughs> you're in chopper he's got a little soul chopper. um where where can our listeners find your books um the bookstores and okay, on, everywhere on, so yeah. they're in all bookstores okay and online and stuff like yeah okay and is it are they called like one thing or is it uh the first book in the first series is called death's daughter and then the first book in the other series is called The Witches of Echo Park. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, 
And then your web series is going to be, that's going to... That'll be down the line. Down the line. We just, okay. We just got it in the well, can. Well, let us know. And we'll, we'll get that a blast when that's Aww, ready. Thank you. And, and thank you for the, this amazing Yeah, line. I know. I mean, this was really, gosh, we have a bottle for you to take away. And this oh was just gosh. really... I'm just going to sit in the car and just guzzle it. I, I feel like we can go another <laughs> hour, but we have to wrap. But thank you so much for being here. You're fascinating. Oh, and you're real. You, sir. I, and I'm, inspiring. I'm very jealous of you because you do stand-up comedy. Oh, oh man. I think... God. So impressive. <laughs> All I do is pace and cry. Until the next time. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to Drinking During Business Hours. Please visit sarahjhalstead.com for information on my upcoming comedy shows. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Sarah J. Halstead. Drinking During Business Hours is produced by Jason Sands. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you may listen to your podcast. Sante. 